Welcome to the Dynasty Think Tank debut episode. I am Chad Parsons. We've got Jordan McNamara, and we're going to be talking about seeking elite results in your Dynasty Leagues. It's time for our big three thoughts out of the gate, talking about some news items for your Dynasty Leagues. And it is overreaction theater here for landing spots out of the NFL draft. And we're seeing some rookie draft data, Jordan. But man, talk about some of these skill position players where either they're unaffected by draft position or being pumped up or pumped down by their landing spots. So this is always the favorite part of the year. It's the art versus the science. We like to deal in the science, which is the numbers, the player, as well as the draft position. So many people like the art, the connection, the fit, all of these things. But with rarity, that should not override your analysis here. Yeah, for sure. I, I see it with two players, really, this year. I see uh, Jonathan Mingo at the receiver position getting bumped up because the situation's good, right? There's a relatively open landing spot. Uh, DJ Sharks there, Adam Thielen's there. But there's and they don't have a first round pick next year. So if you're sort of looking at it in a, in a bright landscape, Hey, two older wide receivers who haven't proven a ton, Terrace Marshall's there, but he hasn't proven much. You've got, you've got room to sort of slot right in there. I'm a little bit dubious. He had a fourth year breakout for less than 900 yards uh, in his final season in college. So I would be a little careful on that, but that's one that's popping up. I think the other one too, that's interesting is Roshan Johnson uh, fourth rounder. Uh, I think people like him generally, uh, but he goes to a spot that on one hand looks, hey, he can win this. But my question would be, even if you win it, what are you winning? Right. Because I think that there's a, a, a true competition there. I think Khalil Herbert's a threat. I think Deontay Foreman's a threat. Like those guys are good players. And even if Roshan Johnson comes in and quote wins the job, is he winning like a 45, 50% portion of a committee on a bad offense, right? Is that, is that what we're winning? And if that's the case, what have we won? So I think like juxtaposed against Zach Charbonnet, for example, I think he's a really interesting one. Cause I think you could see him go ahead as Charbonnet where I think I'd rather have the Charbonnet bat than his. Yeah. I, I, one more thing on Mingo. He didn't get round one pedigree and we go back to this all the time, but he's a boom bust profile. And I've outlined in historical studies over and over again, the boom bust profile doesn't really matter if you get round one, it, it really doesn't. So there is a marginal boost. You know, you want generally better profiles, but if an NFL team gives you the thumbs up and the stamp of approval to go top 32, top 31 this year, then all is good in the world. And Unless your name's Brashad Perriman. <laughs> right. And this isn't T. Higgins. You know, he didn't miss it by one pick, you know, and he rose to 39 overall. This isn't a spot where, you know, he was projected in the first round and he slid. He did not. This is not Will Levis. So he has a boom bust profile going on day two. And usually for the cost, those are the riskiest guys ever to pick in your rookie drafts because they get boosted to a point where you're passing on meaningful players at other positions. Potentially, you know, in some years, it could be a round one tight end or a really dominant round, round two profile uh, in premium form. It could be a, a notable player at quarterback and super flex, and especially all of these running backs that are going to have a shorter uh, runway to production and to being meaningful, meaningful. Everyone just wants to bag on all these running backs being backups for week one. A lot of players start that way. Nick Chubb was a backup to start week one. I mean, so many players that end up hitting for multiple years week one, they're technically a backup. So Anthony Richardson going to be, you know, maybe more likely to not be a backup as well. So on that point, and then the other one, you know, you made is think of guys in buckets, right? I mean, Roshan Johnson, day three running back, 
you know, he, he can check the boxes of saying, oh, interesting, you know, not a guy that I would ding for being subsized, not a guy I would ding for having no receiving upside, all these things. So again, it's fine to look in that bucket, but he's not the cheapest one. I'll just say that. So to say that I have to take him a half a round or, you know, any meaningful amount ahead of other guys, because I'm going to just oppose that with reaction theater. Everyone liked Israel Abanikanda, right? Look, young, productive, all the, you know, two-way, two-way go in terms of his production, lands with the Jets. Everyone's going to be off of them, right? I mean, things can unblock themselves. Are we sure he's not better than Michael Carter? Like the way people were talking before that. So to think that it's so crowded, Zonovan Knight barely got drafted. Like there's a, a lot of stuff going on here that I think, you know, it, it people are going to overreact to. But if you just bunker down and put your horse racing blinders on about, yes, you write down what team they're on. Yes, I do that on the big board. Like that's important. It's bookkeeping. But to say that it truly moves the needle and one guy's going to be 205 for you and one guy's going to be 305. No. And, and all these day two running backs, it feels like everyone's running for the exits, looking for excuses for not to draft those players. And I'll just say, you know, what is the backup running back today is the league winner in November and December. So be really careful because I'm super interested in these guys that we thought were good. They got day two pedigree. And just because you hear us talk about Alexander Madison, I mean, we, we stole that. I mean, 210, 305, whatever he was going that year, that's stealing just because that profile this year costs 110 or or early second, that's okay too. So don't don't run for the exits because it's not a historically great value play like Alexander Madison, where you just bang that like the monkeys that get trained, right? They just press the button every single time. We do that on Madison. This is more of the art. We're gonna we're gonna probably get a lot of different shares. All right. Uh we've got next. Some news items. Jordan Love, get the one-year extension. Feel like the Packers have to be in for more than a dime and maybe not a dollar, but maybe a quarter here. Got Clyde Edwards-Alaire, no fifth-year option. If Josh Jacobs doesn't get it, Clyde Edwards-Alaire to come in Matumbo. No, no, no. And then finally, Jerry McKinnon, back with the Chiefs. You figured Chiefs, good spot for him. Everybody else, not so much. Uh, what kind of strikes you here on the rapid-fire news for a Dynasty teams here? I think this is good for Jordan Love. It doesn't necessarily guarantee that he's the starter for 2024, but it doesn't leave him hanging on an island either. Right? I think this is a fair treatment of him. I, I thought that was that was good. Uh, you know, and and uh, listen, it's there was zero zero suspense to the Clyde Edwards Lair uh, fifth year option that was not getting picked up. But McKinnon, right? They don't address the position, and now they they're basically going to run it back. And, and you can, on one hand, say Clyde Edwards-Solaire doesn't deserve, right? He de- he doesn't deserve that that uh, that option. But at the other hand, you can say, hey, listen, first round pedigree. Uh, he's hitting his career, right? He's getting traded. I got him. Uh, I got him. I traded three hundred nine for Clyde Edwards-Solaire in four hundred one. Right. That is essentially nothing, right? You and took you out the trash. You took out someone's trash. They're like, right. we don't want to, we don't want to pick, pick here. You know, actually we were trying to move off a few spots and we're looking to give you anything that I view as trash and you view as something. And you found right. Clyde Edwards Alaire right there in the meaty middle of negotiations. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So, so that's great. And, and that kind of harkens back to what you said, right? You just treat guys like buckets. You don't have a ton of favorites, but you know, third round, you got three or four guys. Hey, listen, if I can move down a couple of them and just take one of them. You're going to wait 10 years and never get a look at a round one running back at 309. Never. So, so you can think he's the worst. Sony Michelle, right? How many more stops did he have after people thought he essentially dynasty retired? And so I I think Edward Solaire, he's going to fall to the point of probably being dropped 
in some medium depth leagues. Now, do you want to spend that roster spot in August or October, or are you trying to hold out and, and save the roster spot and maybe get a look in some of your leagues in no December? That's the kind of thing we're talking about because you want to see what happens post uh, post uh, Kansas City here. That's one of the big things. The other thing is rolling it back. Like you said, Jerk McKinnon, you got another extended window. If you weren't able to sell him before, he could be a, a, a code breaker in terms of we saw the run he went on for six weeks that he could do it again, maybe earlier in the season. I mean, just a huge, a huge game maker. So I, I would say you have a window now and probably now is not the time because once he starts producing again, people will believe again. Um, but you have now outs and you also have a guy on your bench that you said, depending on where he goes, how cold the market is here, I could get to rookie draft and cut Jarek McKinnon. So it's great that you got the clarity before you're putting pen to paper with your picks and your, your roster spots here. Yeah, absolutely. Right. We got one more on the big three thoughts to kick off the show here. Inaugural episode of Dynasty Think Tank. And I'm going to say, beware of the veteran running backs still floating out there. It's great. You know, I, I put together the giant board of, you know, here's the running back landscape. Here's what's going on. There's some flimsy running back twos out there. So you're not home free. This is just the start of optimism. Bridled enthusiasm is what we'd like to say here for some of these backups. Jerome Ford, golf clap. You made it through the draft. That's awesome. But to say that you're done, Kareem Hunt's out there. Leonard Fournette's out there. Zeke is out there. Maybe Mark Ingram. Maybe Kenyon Drake. Dalvin Cook could be on the move. Joe Mixon could be on the move. That's a lot of heft in terms of production and guys that have been there, done that. So I'm not saying all those guys are depth chart wreckers, but there's plenty of depth charts you look at right now and they're thin. People are asking me about Keontae Ingram. That's awesome. Let's talk about him. But you have to get all the way home. That's why running back, we constantly assess what the plays are. Right now, you got a subset of guys that might be on your waiver wire, might be guys you explore in the fourth round as a, a veteran guy on your, your rookie draft board. But again, you're not home and we're not home all the way until mapping out every optimal play in August and ultimately heading to week one. Yeah, it constantly is changing, right? Jerome Ford was a big one. I mean, I texted you, was it yesterday or the day before? I said, poor James Cook, he never stood a chance, right? They signed, the Bill signed Latavius Murray. Uh, and I, you know, that like that, that matters, right? That we've consistently seen him get work, right? Almost no matter where it's been. Um, you know, these, these things can change really quick. And there's a lot of guys still out there too. The Zeke's, the, the, Fournettes, right? You you mentioned some as well. And a um, team won't even add one of those guys unless they're going to be in the top two spots. You're not going to add right. Ezekiel Elliott and say, go sit over there. Like what was it? Uh, Adrian Peterson on the Saints. Like right. that's right. not, that's an abnormal scenario. And guess what? Peterson got the heck out of there. And I think he even had some still 50 plus 80 plus yard games with, I believe Washington after that. So he didn't, he died a slow death in the NFL. He still had opportunities beyond when everyone thought he was done sitting there on the bench next to the Saints coaching staff. Yeah, for sure. So I, I, I think this is a window where we're actually seeing some movement on these guys. Again, you're in, you want to be in on, you know, if Jerome Ford's out there on waivers, for example, that's a possible, that's possible, right? Be in on that, but don't be in a hundred percent fab, right? Be in on the idea. Hey, let's take a shot. But with the realistic thing, like he might not get to week one. Right. And, um, and, and so take a lot of volume shots, but cheap volume shots at this point in the off season. Especially because a lot of times they don't reset with waiver dollars. So you get to this point, you know, everyone's excited. They got their full budget here, but if it resets before week one, you could be a little more aggressive, take your plays now. Um, but August, you still want money left in the holster. And then if it doesn't reset, just remember 
more information greater than less information. Right now we have almost none. Then once we start seeing the rotations in the preseason, we're getting a heck of a lot more. You can start getting injuries. You get that. Uh, what was the, do you remember the depth chart that they, no one believed it was it Cordero Patterson that yeah. no one really believed it. And then the week one depth chart comes out projected starters and rotation or whatever. There's, there's CP up at the top. No one's really believing it. And what did we get? We had a pretty good run of production there for Cordero Patterson tweener positionally. And yet he was out there right then when that depth chart came out for nearly free. So that's a lot of information. That's way more information than we have sitting in early May. So just keep that in mind. Like when Jordan says slow play it, I mean, we're talking a dollar, mm-hmm. a dollar. You'd like to get it for free. Uh, what I love to do is trade for more waiver dollars right now. Cause you can trade, you know, spend a few extra bucks on guys now, but now you can spend and just be a little more aggressive, whatever that means to you when you actually have the information. Want to mention uh, to support the show, no ads on this podcast. Thanks so much for tuning into the inaugural episode every week to come. Jordan and I can't get away from each other. I mean, we don't know what we do each other on Tuesday nights. And so football guys, we used to do a lot of collaborative shows. Now we're here with our own journey on Dynasty Think Tank. And that means you're going to have Patreon options. That means you're going to be able to support the show as a super fan. You love what we do. We The outcry on, on Twitter was awesome. You know, when it comes out, we always see that happen to other people, Jordan. It actually happened to us in terms of someone moving sites or someone, you know, just their, their, their trajectory in fantasy analyst land changed. And so um, that was something that happened to us announcing it was our final show. It was kind of a quick moving thing. And so people got the show and they're like, oh my God, I was stunned at the end. It's like a movie last <laughs> week, but, but we're back, you know, soon, soon after we were able to create this feed and create this opportunity to, uh, to really go after dynasty in the way that, that we wanted to. So we're going to have an overtime show every single week. If you want to sign up for that, after, as you're hearing this, Patreon's already going to be loaded up with the initial 1.0 offering of content and tiers. You're going to be able to see all of that. So you're going to get featured content uh, like trades, whatever is important in the landscape. We're going to be talking a little bit about rookie drafting this week. And again, probably more times here in the month of May. So you're going to want to get those extra offerings there. And again, you can go over to patreon.com slash dynasty think tank. You know, people after, after we made the announcement that we were done with the football guy show, people asked me like, what are you, what are you going to do? And I was like, come on, Chad and I are like an old married couple. I don't know what I would do on Tuesday nights without like, we didn't record last Tuesday night. And I was like, I don't, I'm like, I'm walking it's around. Weird. Like, yeah. We started moving around our schedule. I have Monday, Sunday. Right. <laughs> it's like, no, Tuesday. We live on Tuesday. Yeah. There we are. We're like a sitcom. You can't change nights. People <laughs> lose track of you. Right. 9.30 Thursdays. That's the night before streaming. That's what people knew. It was destination TV. All right. We have a, a segment. It's going to come in and out of our consciousness, but the, did I get enough? Uh, we talked about this with Patrick Mahomes, but basically we're talking about it with a stud asset. So here we go. One quarterback PPR. We got 101. That's did I get enough? You better optimize that if you were going to move it. We got 101 dealt for Jonathan Taylor and 106 in a stock format here. Yeah, so the, I think the one, uh, the start one quarterback matters in this, right? Uh, that's, I, 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 took it and basically put in the fourth wide receiver, right? I assume that one-on-one would be, if you're doing this, it's B. John Robinson, Jameer Gibbs, and then probably four wide receivers, right? That's, that would be the top six there. So you're probably getting the last one of those wide receivers would be my thought. Um, You're re-racking it. You're getting younger at the running back position. As you always say, you want the entire prime, right? The entire prime is really worth it. Um, If, if this was, if 106 was something other than, 
maybe a, a first round wide receiver, right? If you could get a, a meaningful upgrade to your to whether it's your lineup, whether it's a premium position, right? This is a non-premium format, but if you, if you could meaningfully change your outcome by by that second piece, I'd be interested. But I don't think this does it. So give me Bijan Robinson. Yeah, it puts you in a tough spot, right? I mean, you start counting cards, and right, like you said, I mean, is this Addison? Is that say Flowers? Like, I'm a little below market on them, so that's not super appealing to me. I'm open to them, but I mean, I'm probably in 40 leagues going to get maybe a share or two, you know, just for a little bit of diversification. And somebody fell a little bit, but I don't see them falling early here. And yeah, so not having the quarterbacks makes 106 a way different. You know, at six, are going to be on Dalton King- Kincaid with no premiums, you know, and running back. There, I'm not going to say I don't prefer certain guys, but 106 is probably not the spot in a stock format to go running back. I got my guy right here. So that those are the things that don't appeal to me. And running back, you know, the, getting the whole pie. You know, you you said it, which is love Taylor. I think he's 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 on his way to possibly having a smash bounce back here. When I mean, when you get Anthony Richardson in, I can't wait to see some of these lanes because Jonathan Taylor is a house call. And that was with, was that with Matt Ryan and, and Carson Wentz at quarterback? So this is a whole different universe for him for having someone protect the backside. When Carson Wentz make that fake, I think people are like, please keep it. With Anthony Richardson, he can house call at 80 the other way. That's going to be a really fun offense to watch. Um, so yeah, even though he's my running back two in Dynasty, you're dropping, four, uh, what, three years, half your prime. And so Bijan Robinson, Again, he he validates the whole profile you're looking for here before he steps on the field factor. So you did not get enough super flex. We can massage it. And if we want to talk about what, what 106 optimally can get you in a trade, maybe that works out. But that's an unknown beyond the scope of this trade and makes it a cascade. Next one, we got 101 on the move in Superflex. So you could view this as a Bijan deal. I've seen a few Anthony Richardsons at 101, Jordan. I don't know about you, but uh, I've seen a little bit more variety than I thought. Uh, going in and coming out of the draft here. But we got Superflex 101 for 102, 111, 302, and Desmond Ritter. So a lot of stuff there, and you're moving one spot. Yeah, so I just started looking at this from the startup valuation perspective. My consensus 101 would be Bijan Robinson. I think you'll see a sm- maybe a smattering 5 to 10% of non-Bijan Robinson. It should be Bijan Robinson. Uh, I just went and looked up at, at Fantasy Calc. I just wanted to see where these picks went overall. Uh, 102 is at 15, 111 is at 108, uh, and then you've got the third rounder that's north of a buck 50, and then you've got, uh, you know, you've got the the quarterback who I don't think really moves the needle on on this deal in, in terms of Ritter. Uh, I think my my assumption with this trade is the reason that you made it was because you were looking to fix quarterback. Right, because you go and you you get you know Ritter's a, a part of the deal, uh, so that's that would certainly speak to me in that way. Uh, you're going down from 101 to 102, which would be a quarterback pick, right? You figure you can make a pick there. Um, you know, 111, maybe you're in the business there of another quarterback or, or whatnot. But this this reeks to me of someone trading out of 101 to fix quarterback, and I think the 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 if that's what you want to do, there's so many other ways to do it. Uh, I looked up in in the AOD trade database, like Lamar Jackson, basically straight up would have gotten you uh, with 101. I mean, I pulled out some some deals here. Uh, it's, I mean, Ross 101, 105, and 202 for Mahomes and Bijan Robinson. Uh, Josh Allen in a second next year uh, for Tannehill 101 and 208. Right, that's that's easy. Josh Allen, uh, you know, and. Um, 
a couple of other one-on-one centric deals like those deals are are certainly gettable out there and i think if you're gonna if you if you are gonna trade one-on-one because you need a quarterback you have to go in the direction of a uh of an elite quarterback instead of going to anthony richardson like well, I, why do they go down why do i it just frustrates me so much when i see deals like this because you're going down why don't you go up Absolutely. no one thinks 101 plus because they're like, oh, well, I'm giving up. Like, even if you're rebuilding, we say screw that. You know how you rebuild? You have Josh Allen. That's what makes an e- a re- rebuild a lot easier. And so 101 plus, like people are like, well, my team's not very good. I don't have much stuff. Well, at least have something, right? I mean, because you know what? Building around, I'll, I'll say this. Too many people also use the line, oh, I can't be build around B. John Robinson. Well, you need kind of bulletproof, insulated guys. He's one of them. I'm not going to say that's maybe the 1.0 plan or what you'd want to do, but he still qualifies as that take, but you start, uh, you know, liquidating it to 102, 111, Desmond Ritter, all this crap. Like, how about you go the other way? 101 plus offer 101. Like you just said, Lamar Jackson, start there, work your way up. And then if you add to it, okay, I'm going to add, I'm going to add 201. I'm going to add 201 plus one of my DJ Moore. Like you just keep going. And then eventually you get a guy like I got Herbert or, oh, I got Josh Allen. You start at the top. You start Mahomes. That offer doesn't work. You have to send the same offer to Josh Allen. Then you move down. Maybe you take away a piece. You offer it for uh, Herbert. You know, you see where I'm going with this. And it might be 101 for Dak Prescott plus. You might get to that point. But there's no way this person explored all those avenues. I bet they got a cold call offer from 102 and their counter might have been at most adding Desmond Ritter. You watch. Mm-hmm. That's exactly how it went down. And good on the 102 owner for going, you know what? I don't want, you know, I, I don't want to trust that you're going to take a quarterback or whatever, whatever. That 5% chance, Jordan said. No, don't mess around with it. Just get the 101. 302 doesn't matter. Ritter, I mean, he's going to be freaking the, the, the stewardess. I mean, the uh, the waitress walking around with the champagne bottles. You don't, like, <laughs> don't even matter to this deal. Like you are just a dog and pony show here. All right. Uh, we got one more. Justin Jefferson is on the move. Justin Jefferson and Geno Smith. Jordan, did uh, I mean, this is close to home for you. Like, don't shed a tear because we got a lot of assets in here that, frankly, uh, you know, tough to let go. So we got Superflex, uh, Jefferson, and, uh, and Geno Smith for Lamar Jackson, Jalen Waddle, and a 23 first. I didn't get actually what that pick was, so we can discuss that. But some heavy hitters in here. So I, I didn't think the pick really mattered too much. So I just I just said, you know, random, random Uh-oh. pick. You're trending, Jordan. You're trending a certain way on this. Do we I have mean, one? For me, it, this is easy, right? When, you, when you're going for a quarterback upgrade, the easiest place to ever borrow from is the wide receiver position. And so you're borrowing from Jefferson to basically go from Geno to Lamar. And, and the borrow, right, what you're going down is to a top five wide receiver profile. Yeah. Right. You're going from Jefferson to Waddle, which in the grand scheme of things isn't going to change your world. But going from Geno Smith to Lamar Jackson, Will, and you're adding a first, right? let's assume it's 112. Right. It's still a winning deal. Right. I mean, so I think you're getting right at the top of a super flex board. You want to be, you want to spend that, that premium asset at quarterback you don't want to spend it at wide receiver and so that's basically what you're doing i think this is a this is a you could you could have put the pick on the other side and i would still take we did it we did it jordan we got it inaugural episode and we got the did i get enough yes yes you got enough you sold justin jefferson we've seen some horrific sells you put in geno smith in there who likely you don't get value out of it they extracted a ton right here like you said i mean jackson with the new deal there the new offense 
new look there in Baltimore. Jackson can thrive anywhere. Just get him running around playmaking. And then Waddle, I, I, even you're not the biggest Waddle fan out there. You know, I think we could have a little uh, mom and dad fight on like where he should be, you know, within the relative scope of a, a tier or two here in, in dynasty wide receiver land. But yeah, you know, I mean, this is straight stealing and Jefferson, you can ask for the moon and you know what they did and they got an accept. So that's awesome. Yeah. All right. We got one more, uh, not in the, did I get enough camp, but just a stock dynasty trade. I felt it was applicable. We got some news coming out of Kansas city stock. Uh, one quarterback, we got one twelve and two eleven traded for Isaiah Pacheco. He made it through the draft, but we do have Derek McKinnon back and for Juju Smith Schuster. Yeah. So for, for Pacheco and Juju Smith Schuster uh, in a stock one quarterback league, I mean, you're kind of hoping for uh, Isaiah Pacheco type profile at that 112, right? Isn't that, isn't that what you're kind of hoping for? Uh, you know, is that something in the range of like a Kendra Miller or something like that? Again, I don't even love Pacheco necessarily, but I, like he's kind of what you're striving for at that pick was my initial reaction to this deal. So I think if I was going to, if I was going to try and trade Pacheco, this feels very lateral to me. Uh, I would try and trade to move up and not get a pick out. Right. Right. Yeah. Correct. Correct. Like try to get to a zone where you're like, I got to, you know, maybe a chance at Gibbs, like maybe you're sitting at five, right? Mm-hmm. Let me move to two with yes. Pacheco. Like let me, or three. And then if I don't, maybe I'll bail back. You know, if I don't get exactly my look, but I think there's a decent chance. Yeah. Cause you know, if you get a random blocked day two running back, which is probably the best case there and any other position, you're probably just lighting it on a fire. But yeah, I mean, what they always say, what did the draft tell us? Well, the Chiefs said we're fine rolling this back. They had McKinnon in their back pocket. They're like, eh, we didn't find something we liked in the draft. They did take uh, Daenerys Prince, though. I mean, a guy that, what's funny is he actually has a, a Isaiah Pacheco comp in his spectrum. That So they took another athletic guy with some size. Wasn't overly productive in college. We'll see how that turns out. But they brought back McKinnon. They probably said, hey, Jerk, if we don't find what we're looking for, we're, we're going to give you a, a call after the draft. And they did. And now he's back. But I think that's also good news for Pacheco. There's upside here, you know, that he's already on the success track, right? I mean, he's a guy that saw early playing time, late day three on a team that has good players, you know, and can get good players. So we we need to kind of update our priors, as we like to say, and and make sure that we don't view him as like your ho-hum. He got 14 carries in his rookie year, but now things might look up as, as a late day three guy coming into year two. That's not Isaiah Pacheco. He was a critical element of them winning a Super Bowl down the stretch and getting significant touches on that offense. So I think we, you know, the 112, how early do you think that has to be? If you're not doing a trade, if it's a straight pick, do you think, you know, somewhere around six? I mean, we just talked about six and how there's, you know, you're looking at it, maybe is that an Addison? I mean, I think at that point, you got to take that in terms of a pedigree bet, but we're we're far off from that. You, you got to make another trade. You're not being able to trade twelve and two two eleven to do that. So you're still pretty far off. Yeah, I think you got to get in the middle. I think you got to get in the top half of the first round, right? Because yep. outside of that, you know, is it Dalton Kincaid and a nine? Yeah, what are we doing start here? One, right? Like, right. Or you gonna? I mean, after that, the, then the pick, right? Richardson's going to be in that range. You're getting to a whole bunch of things that are going to be that are fine, but aren't really going to move the needle for you. Um, where you have kind of a locked in running back here would be my yep. thought. 
one section of the show where that's going to come in and out of our consciousness, depending on the week, but uh, it's called from life and dynasty. So lessons learned that maybe from dynasty, we can apply to life or life that we can apply to dynasty. I got a quick one here, which is uh, protect your downside. Um, I had a scenario on Thursday where I got into a, a bicycle accident and it was in the 45 minutes before round one was kicking off. I had a lot of recording stuff and, you know, really needed to be at my peak. Maybe that wasn't the time to try something new. You know, so protecting your downside where we talk about insulation, double roster theory, double lineup theory here for your dynasty teams. I always like to ask if you're a strong team, what, what could go wrong here? Right? Like I could have just waltzed in, had a really nice casual lead up to the round one of the draft. It turned into a critical assess yourself of, can I do this? Like, is this going to be something I can push through for the next four hours? Fortunately I did. I was on the injury report in a major questionable way, but I think it applies to dynasty where you say, I have this, especially at say uh, quarterback, you know, what's your plan? If you get a bi-week uh, issue, again, that's a one week thing. If you get an injury for a month, what does that look like? You know, so we, a lot of people try to trade away, Jordan, they're, they're quarterback three, right? We get a lot of questions. It's like, oh, this quarterback three is too strong. I really want to put it towards my other part of my roster. Okay. That's one idea. But there is value to having a guy, let's say like a Derek Carr, just a nice, like, you're just going to put that thing on the fairway, right? Not big distance. You're the senior citizen. Maybe it's the gold tips. I've talked golf, Jordan. I know what I'm doing. <laughs> so you're, you're way up there, but you know what? Just put it out in the fairway. It barely gets off the ground. It's a little screamer, but you're setting up the second shot. And I think these quarterback threes, a lot of people just want to throw them out with the garbage. Well, if you're not getting something good, what are we doing here? You got to get an auto start in another position that tangibly upgrades your lineup. And still, I'm not going to say that that's a thumbs up for sure. You're getting it uh, an approval, you know, for this is a good deal. And so I just think insulate, protect your downside. And especially as you grow as a building and budding dynasty team to, to push for playoffs and championships, we start thinking about that a lot more that QB three. Hey, like I got one league where I got CJ Stroud as my QB four and I shopped them. I tried to get, you know, what I thought was a good deal, but you know what? I got him as a Debbie. Instead, I've, I worked a deal where now I even added more. I got Deshaun Watson. So now Stroud's my four. I feel I, now I, I can surely trade him, but insulation, four guys deep. So you got to start thinking about that where, especially at the premiums, you don't want to be out there in the woods in October, November is going, I need a quarterback. No, you want to have the flip guys. You want to be able to flip Desmond Ritter at that time to someone that, that's hurting. You don't want to be the guy hurting at the premium positions, especially. Yeah, I love it. I love it. And I, I, what you said is especially true at the premium positions, right? You can, if you build there, and again, it's it's cheap building too, right? Just constantly sort of be in the business of building that. It doesn't mean you necessarily mortgage your future for a, a quarterback three or quarterback four, but if you're constantly sort of in that, right? If you're constantly adding Geno Smith types uh, at the close of the season, right? If you're constantly sort of in the business of, hey, I can slide down in a rookie draft and pick up Desmond Ritter in a tier that's not really that much different. Those are really, really good ways uh, to, to go about it and really protect your downside. So, and I'm glad you're okay. I'm glad you're okay. <laughs> the bike you, you said I'm officially a, a cyclist at that point. If you yes. don't bleed on the streets, you have not crossed the the threshold to becoming a serious bicyclist because you will get... You get wrecked at some point. Jordan has been wrecked multiple times, much scarier than mine was. So, all right, uh, Jordan, what is on tap for UT, uh, for Patreon this week over at Dynasty Think Tank? 
Yeah, so we're going to talk about the uh, we're going to do a little after hours, so we might have a little bit more commentary on the uh, on the bike accident, which I, I think would be fun. We might also have some additional uh, some additional talk about some uh, uh, some uh, rookie draft uh, specific stuff, right, with some specific trades and some ideas on kind of how to move around the board um, as well. So both uh, shows over there again, the first the after hour show that kind of gets you, you know. It's always kind of stuff from our, we always have, and it's funny when we did the football guy show, we had good conversations before and after the show, we, we were like, we wish we could capture this. Win so the tank, of, win the trash. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a lot of stuff that'll just be, Hey, this kind of inspired from this show. It'll just be a conversation, you know, an even more in-depth conversation about that sort of stuff. And then also, uh, so that's the $5 uh, patron tier. And then you can go up. That's the core tier. And then the star tier is a $10 tier uh, that gets you the more in-depth uh, topical show that goes through every week. This week, it's going to be uh, working through some trades and rookie drafts. Excellent. Thanks for listening to the Dynasty Think Tank. Follow us, the hosts, at Chad Parsons NFL, at McNamara Dynasty. We're also available on our personalized content. You can find that at Analytics of Dynasty. I'm at UTH Dynasty. Uh, you can get that exclusive bonus content, as Jordan mentioned, patreon.com slash Dynasty Think Tank. And until next week, uh, just supporting the show, you're, you're subscribing and all that, but unlock your ceiling and seek elite results. Thank you.